You're listening to a bonus episode of the Accounting Influencers Podcast, Talent in Accounting, with Rob Brown. This is your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers, and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class. Hi, it's the Accounting Influencers Podcast here with a special bonus episode. We are focusing on women in accounting and specifically on the recent awards handled by Ignition on the top 50 women in accounting. Rebecca, you are chief judge on this whole process. We're going to get your story in a moment, but we're very big here on Accounting Influencers on promoting diversity and women in accounting particularly. It is an interesting stat that 53% of accountants are women but 9% of them only are in leadership roles. And it's a strange state of affairs. Would we go for 50-50? We don't even know if that's possible, but we could could certainly go for more women leaders in fintech and in accounting. So Rebecca, welcome to the show. For people that haven't come across you, tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, Thank you. And thank you so much for having me on the show, Rob. I am an accountant, so it made sense for me to be involved in women in accounting being one myself for more than 20 years. Um, I am a partner in accounting firm, uh, Business Depot, which is an Australian um, Eastern Seaboard accounting firm. We've got a few locations, uh, not just an accounting firm, we're actually multidisciplinary. So um, everything for your business, accounting, legal, financial planning, the whole lot. Uh, in my spare time, I'm also the head of accounting at Ignition. And in that role, I um, am honored to be able to work a lot with other accountants. It's um, an advocacy and education role Role, talking to accountants about how they can better run their businesses, really focusing on their profitability and cash flow, and also be part of this amazing women in accounting um, program that Ignition has had going on now for six years, which is the most rewarding part of what I do. Well, you've got an interesting story in that you were quite happy in your accounting role and then started to build your personal brand, raise your head up a little bit and were voted one of the top 50 women in accounting a few years ago. And that obviously changed the trajectory of your life. And now you're here as chief judge. Talk to us a little bit about your decision to enter that and how that changed things for you. Uh, My decision to enter the first time, um, I was actually nominated by my business partner at the time, James. So somebody pushed you, they had you back. They were a champion for you. I was just kind of happy doing what I was doing, <laughs> making a difference in my little end of the world. I um, I, I was just focusing on my clients, focusing on my team. And uh, my business partner was very insistent that I got some more recognition for that. And I applied um, after being nominated and was surprised, just so shocked and honoured to have made the list, knowing it was a global list as well. And Ignition was always like a bit of a superpower um, uh, um, technology um, software in our, in Australia that I knew of, I didn't believe that I could possibly be recognized by that. And it really um, changed the way I approach things. And uh, interestingly enough, a few, uh, few months later, my daughter actually did a little article for her school around who is it that you admire the most? And she actually wrote about me and noted in there that I had been nominated in Women in Accounting. And it was just these little moments that make it worthwhile because it's not for us, we're doing it for the next generation. You bring up an interesting point about somebody put you forward because what's come out in the panels I've chaired with senior influential female leaders in accounting is that they perhaps lack a little bit in confidence. As an example, men, and we are generalizing, of course, but would go for a role that they weren't 
100% qualified for. They Most men think they're above average drivers. Most men think they're overqualified for things and they will go for things even though they're not ready for it. But women, there perhaps is a confidence thing. They maybe need to feel that they've got, they're overqualified for it and they're really going to get it and they deserve it. And they don't put themselves forward for things and stick their hand up as much as they could. Would that be fair? I think it's fair. And I think that I've seen that happen over and over and over again. And I've done it myself, but I see it in my workplace. I see it with my colleagues that need to definitely push someone along the journey to get the recognition that they want to ask for the pay rise that they deserve um, to go for the role that they absolutely qualified for. And, you know, while generalizations consistently um, men just turning up and taking a bit of a punch, women seem less inclined to do that. And I, as an interviewer myself of people for new roles, often um, find myself interviewing unqualified male applicants versus overqualified female applicants um, and finding and trying to find that middle ground over the last couple of decades now has been really difficult. I've not seen that change a lot, unfortunately. They say, don't they, that if you have succeeded, then someone has suffered before you. Or if you've suffered, then someone will succeed after you because there are people paving the way. There are people breaking new ground. There are people pioneering various causes. And for women in accounting, you'll have been influenced by women and maybe even some men that have championed you, that have seen more in you than you've seen in yourselves, that have gone to bat for you, that have, I mean, suffered's a big term, but they have gone out of their way to push you into the limelight. Has that been the case? It's absolutely been the case. And as a female coming through my career, particularly 10 years ago, it was very difficult for me to actually find um, or have a connection with a lot of women in senior positions above me because they weren't available. So that ability to have a female mentor um, was difficult. I had a few here and there, but there wasn't this abundance and I was really always surrounded by a lot of senior men. And that can be overwhelming as a young female. It's controversial to ask, but there's a phrase called defeminizing. And some women have mentioned it in the panels I've done with this need to be more masculine in their approach to be more accepted to compete in turning down their feminine qualities and, and being a little bit more testosterone driven or outcome driven, whereas women tend to be more relationship driven and consensus driven, more vulnerable in their leadership approach, more arm around the shoulder. Have you experienced that at all in fintech or in professional life where you've had to toe the line a little bit more in what might be called a man's world? Uh, I definitely experienced it early in my career. Uh, the best thing about being able to carve my own journey was I was able to stop doing that because I decided I didn't want to do it anymore. But um, horrifyingly enough, as females, we almost lean into the defeminization of ourselves because we are led to believe that this is what we need to do and we almost become proud of it. We can be our own worst enemies. I remember I used to have a sign up in my office as an associate at my previous firm that said something along the lines of, you know, work like a boss, think like a man or something like that, act like a lady. It was horrific. And I just, and that was there as a reminder to me that that's what I needed to do to succeed. And to think that I leaned into that and didn't realize how wrong it was at the time is very upsetting. And the person I was now is definitely not reflective of the person that I am today. I mean, sorry, the person I was then is not reflective of the person I am today. I understand. And it's a wonderful example of what becomes so the norm. That notice in your office wall, you, you start to live by that. That becomes a mantra because that's the way everyone's doing it. 
Let's pivot for a moment, Rebecca, and talk about Ignition as a brand. Now, they have taken the women in accounting space by the scruff of the neck, for want of a better term, and said, we want to raise the profile of women in accounting and fintech. Talk to us a little bit about your head of accounting there. Talk to us about their brand and why it's important that a, that a brand like Ignition is putting their weight behind an initiative like this. Ignition not only is a global brand, it's a brand that's almost very casual in its approach to the way that it deals with business owners and accountants. It's not a very formal brand. Um, it, it's, you know, something that a business owner, particularly um, new business owners or someone starting out a new accounting firm can really resonate with because, you know, the founder himself, Guy Pearson, is a founding partner of an accounting firm, a very cool, hip accounting firm in Sydney. And um, that connection that you feel, it's more of an emotional connection towards a brand as opposed to looking as just some cold software. So for them to lean into this women in accounting um, initiative is fabulous. And the best part about it is when it first kicked off and the drivers behind it and Guy Pearson being one of the biggest um, voices there in its infancy is that it was by men who were doing nothing other than trying to promote women and were brave enough to do that because it's sometimes part of the problem as well is um, men can sometimes feel a little bit put off by how is it going to be taken if I go out of my way to do this you know guy can care less what people think of him by championing women women he actually just wants to do that and the whole team there men and women that's what they want to accomplish and it's um speaking to any of them Brooke Holmes who was very heavily involved in women in accounting for many years and uh bless her is on maternity leave at the moment which is why I got my role in the um the process this year she, you, you talk to her for five minutes and you know how passionate she is about making a difference. And that comes through with the brand and that comes through with what they're trying to um, promote globally. We interviewed Guy Pearson at Accountex. Uh, accounting influencers were the official broadcast partners of Accountex. We know that comes to Australia, but it's certainly the biggest show in Europe and perhaps in the world. And Guy was there on the ignition stand with his baseball cap turned backwards. And he's very much that relaxed leader that you talk about. But clearly, women, diversity is very high on his agenda. And with him at the rudder of this and driving it forward and then a team with you and your associates around him, you really elevate the women in accounting top 50 to something very prestigious and aspirational for women out there. Yeah, it's um, it makes a real difference. Uh, it's a it's a process that any woman can go through to be nominated and apply for this. It's not any women in a woman in any kind of accounting or finance role can apply, and it, there's no barriers to application. It's you don't have to have a certain level of qualifications. You don't have to have a particular role in an organisation. You just need to be female, making a difference or trying to make a difference in your community, and that and that recognition for the good little things that you're doing even at a real grassroots basis can change and influence the way that that woman will progress through the rest of her life it's really quite outstanding I've worked under you as a judge for it this year I was honored to be asked to judge the awards you were the chief judge but I'm just going to pick up on something you said all you need to be is female now we're in crazy times with blurring of gender identities you seem very straight talking Rebecca so I'm just going to ask you straight <laughs> if a man identifies as a female or all kinds of connotations like that where would you draw the line on a women in accounting influence list wow so I need to say that my comments now are mine and not ignitions totally accepted <laughs> very clear to anybody who's listening 
But we do encourage guests on our show to be frank yeah, and, I- and, and speak their mind because without that, we get a very bland show and we get a very bland narrative out there and, and you don't seem like that kind of person. If, you, if we think about what these um, awards are about, it's not just acknowledging a female who has, um, you know, produced the most income for the firm that year or, you know, landed the biggest client. This is about somebody who's giving back to their community and making it better for the next generation. And if that person happens to be a man who identifies as a woman doing wonderful things for the community, then we've got no problem with that. We've got, <laughs> we've got that on tape, as it were. But, but thank you for answering <laughs> that. It is a, it's a divisive question in some ways. And very few people are willing to stand up and say this is how we would handle that and let's see what's coming up because as i say we are in crazy times and more and more is becoming acceptable in the world that we live in talk to us about the judging process rebecca you've probably shaped that and put your stamp on it as chief judge i got an experience of it lower down if you like as one of your many judges on this because you had so many nominations but what makes a woman influential in accounting? So the women that we focus on, like I've mentioned a few times, are those who are making a difference. Difference makers is what we're looking for. Quite subjective though, that is it? Are there there certain defined parameters? There are absolutely defined parameters. So when we look at this process as well, we're looking for people who actually have done things. So, you know, running programs, giving back, mentoring, um, maybe they have a particular focus on just different kinds of ethnic groups. Um, it, it can be a variety of different things, but we really need to see the evidence and understand what it is that they're doing. Um, not just that they have a belief in things should be better, but actually going out of their way to do that. Because I think that most of us believe that things should be better, but how many of us actually stop and go out of our way to um, improve the lives of those around us. And that's really what we're looking for. And we go through a process of asking them some questions about what they do for the community, what their career journeys have been to date, what are they doing um, with their um, own teams and just going through and understanding what that looks like. And the judging process, (laughs) which you've been through, can be quite intense because you are reading these and it is subjective. So we're reading these um, statements from women that can be actually quite emotional. You know, I can never do this in one big sitting. I had my own lot that I started with and then did the overview of everybody's. And I've constantly got to, you know, read five and put it down because it's just, it's a lot to take in what's actually occurring out there. That's a really good point. As a judge, there is a lot of information to wade through and you realize that so much goes under the radar. So much isn't noticed about what these women do and what you're doing, if nothing else, it's giving them a platform and a a permission, if you like, to shout about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because to to impact change and to um, be part of that movement, it's not even about just giving back, but being present and having others see you being able to do that. Because you know, when, when I think about the struggles I had at the beginning of my career, not being able to see people in front of me and know what to do next, not to have those influences and those people to look up to, we need to see ourselves in our leaders to be able to accomplish the things that we want to do. So the more women that we can put out there, the, the more diverse women and the, 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 the breadth of experience and industries that they're all in, to be able to promote them, that's just going to encourage the next generation. And influence is an important thing. We my business partner, Martin Bissett, now we run a group called Accounting Influencers. It's for people actually that influence accountants. They sell to and through accountants. Some of them are accountants, but essentially it's a trusted group of vendors, coaches, consultants, trainers, employed and self-employed people that are a force for good in the accounting profession. 
And we have on our accountinginfluencers.com an influencer test. There's a free test to take where we look at 10 ways of building your influence because we're all different personalities. And the way Rebecca builds her brand might be a different way to how someone else builds their brand because your weapons and your skills and your approach and your passions are different to somebody else. But the important thing is that influence is currency. It gets things done. It affects change. It paves the way for others. It opens doors. And in promoting influence as a virtue, not to be shied away from, but to, to big up and put on your LinkedIn profile that I've been nominated for or won, that becomes special to women, doesn't it? It absolutely does become special to women and particularly to be acknowledged for, you mentioned in the beginning this um, defeminization of women. These women are doing the exact opposite of that. We're leaning into the things that make us very much female. You know, that giving back to the community, um, the, the approaching uh, everything with a warm and nurturing um, side of us. Like you read these submissions, that's what these women are doing. So to promote that part of who they are, that's wonderful. Can you give us any stats on the numbers, the number of nominations, the number of judges, the, just give us a feel of the scale or the scope of what you're doing, Rebecca, because I know this has grown and grown over the years and it's become the premier influence list for women in the world. It has. So this year was actually the um, first year that we had, a, uh, we actually had some women winning in countries or being nominated in countries that had never occurred before. And I believe that included um, France and I can't remember where else, but it was. Um, such a broad spectrum of women and from which is only fitting because accounting and fintech they're influential sorry they're international roles that cuts across countries cultures and boundaries so great that you get in such an international field that's right um and so it and it wasn't just that it was international but also as i mentioned before uh, any sort of female in in a financial service almost so we had women who were um part of accounting teams they were accounting partners they were in corporate roles they were in um um, government roles they were in nfps a whole range of things we had a woman work who worked for the finance department of the u.s postal service supply like it was just incredible things because you know when you look at that and you're like oh you know to think that that woman in that role is still using that role to do amazing things in the community but um there were i can't remember the stats off the top of my head exactly but it was something like 1500 women were nominated goodness me yeah, with over 10 countries across the world represented. And um, I think we had 12 judges this year to be able to go through all the submissions that came uh, that came in. So to be able to then, you know, scale down, because quite a lot of those nominations do turn into submissions. Um, and there were several hundred submissions that came in. And then being able to read through all those and... Um, Grading them is always the most difficult thing because you just want to list absolutely everyone who was nominated. But um, yeah, quite a lot, quite impactful. That is part of the process. Obviously, you get 1,500 nominations and then you have to cull that down to how many of these do we put before the judges? I think I had about 50 names and you made them anonymous. You gave me a first name, but that was all I had. So there was no bias there. But you have to cull that 1500 down to a manageable number so that the, the 12 judges, what, that might be 600 that you put them down to. And they, I spent several hours going through mine and there's so much quality, so many examples of what happens. Tell us about the future, Rebecca. 
it's been so successful this year, but you don't seem like the kind of person that will sit back and say, right, we've done that. What are your plans for what you've built here? Yeah, so look, absolutely not. Again, it's, you know, I'm just part of the team at Ignition who works on this. Um, I think that the plans are to make sure that it's not um, just something that occurs around International Women's Day, which ha it has been um, in the last few years. So keeping that conversation going and continuing uh, a year-round cycle of promoting women and finding other ways to invest in women um, and the next generation, looking at ways that we can partner with other um, tech providers to help, you know, particularly women who are potentially starting out, um, you know, advice, incentives, whatever it is, we haven't, like, there has not been a decision that's been decided, but I do know um, Guy Pearson and I were both on a podcast recently where he did, you know, let slip that there will be something that will be announced. Um, um, hopefully being able to make the project not just um, a list of women, but really making a difference in those women's life and other women um, through additional investment. Now we're focusing on women here, but there will be many of our 35,000 listeners in 150 countries thinking, well, I'm not a woman, but maybe I am a woman, but I'm disenfranchised or I'm a minority in other ways. So what's happening for the International Men's Day or the International Men in Accounting Awards or the International Gay Accounting Awards or the International Black Accounting Awards and Ignition sponsoring things like that? Because this could mushroom, couldn't it? It can absolutely mushroom. And I think that... Other minority and disenfranchised groups are available there. I can't obviously <laughs> refer to them all. I was being a little bit tongue-in-cheek as well because I don't think there is an International Men's Day uh, but you take my point. I do take your point and um, a little bit tongue in cheek. I, I often pick on my husband who says these things. I'm like, yes, yes, you poor middle-aged white man. I feel so sorry for <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I can understand though, even on that side, like I made that comment just then and I can understand the disenfranchisement of any group of people, whether minority or not, um, particularly nowadays, things are tough. Um, it, it can find... The, the, the disheartening thing sometimes with movements is when you end up with people in it who are a little bit uh, too angry to actually see any progress or um, just a little bit too jaded to actually move the needle in the direction that we, we need to. Now, when that happens, that disenfranchises the people who are helping us, and that's not very helpful at all. As far as, you know, Ignition itself helping all of the minority groups globally, I don't know. It's probably a big ask. Um, but I, I'm happy in my corner um, at the moment. And I think that, um, you know, through through supporting the women in accounting, it's not just, yes, it's women, but there is a focus there on making sure that we are addressing other minority groups. Um, when you look at um, bias in regards to women, particularly in the workplace, one of the biases women actually suffer from is um, intersectionality, which occurs when someone is biased against a female, not just because they're female, but female and another minority. So it could, you know, um, uh, be a, a, a female of a different ethnic background in an organisation will suffer two lots of bias. So um, these programs are still helping across the board. And let's acknowledge too, this is a finite resource Ignition are not paid to do this. It probably costs a huge amount of money and time to put people like you uh, on a project like this, a huge amount of man or woman hours, however we're going to call that. So you've got to draw the line somewhere. A couple more questions, Rebecca, and then we'll bring things to a close. I'm going to ask you in a minute for some 
words of action for the women and the men listening to promote women in accounting and women in fintech? So that would be the last question I ask you. But the penultimate question is this. Does accounting have an image problem and fintech have an image problem with attracting young women, influential women into the profession? We hear that fewer people are taking degrees, certainly fewer women. We hear that people are leeching out of accounting as a profession. You're a qualified accountant. They're looking at industry. They're looking at fintech, maybe. They're looking at different degrees. Is there any kind of image thing going on with accounting generally? In Australia, which is the experience that I've got, um, obviously, absolutely, there is. Um, the, the image problem, though, is potentially generational as well. I think that um, from what I understand globally, we're actually just struggling to get anybody of any background into accounting degrees nowadays. But I think that what where the accounting industry is really suffering is in the more traditional accounting firms or the accounting firms that have the perception that they're more the the um traditional and you'll see you can actually see this um sort of exodus of women when they hit a certain level in an organization and that might have been once upon a time blamed on you know uh maternity leave or going off to have a family uh we live in an environment that even if we wanted to most women couldn't just sit at home anyway even if we wanted to we can't we need to make money too um so that is not why we're leaving um there is a lot of technology out there ignition included that is making it more possible for us to just run our own shows almost um i was gonna say almost every probably a wild call but very quite a lot of the women that I know in Australia who are accounting influencers have left previous firms where they were not recognized they felt um, uh, uh, discriminated against and really struggled to actually make their way up the ladder they just left inside their own firm because the barriers to doing that now particularly um, uh, I speak from an Australian view a couple of thousand dollars and you can set up your own accounting firm and start your own practice why would you put up with it anymore if you don't have to we haven't mentioned this but it's worth mentioning that the business case for diversity and, and promoting women in accounting firms and in fintech that's already made isn't it that the jury's in on that one absolutely uh, you know there it is evidence-based that you get better results when you have a more equal mix of um, different genders different backgrounds in an organization because as an organization particularly as an accounting firm you're servicing the whole community which is made up of women and men and people from different backgrounds and that needs to be reflected you know it's the same as when you look at your leaders if your accountant is your trusted advisor, you want to see yourself or have an affinity to your trusted advisor. That's not going to always look like the same person. Rebecca, this is terrific. Let's ask you for a, a warrior call, if you like. It's a very male phrase, but a call to arms for people. You're clearly a, a pioneer and an advocate for women in accounting. You've really gone to bat with the ignition top 50 women in accounting. It's wonderful what you're doing, and we honor that. What would you say to the listeners and watchers to further their own cause as individuals, to perhaps be a little bit more confident, a little bit more bold, a little bit more assertive and in showcasing the amazing things that they're doing. I'm putting words in your mouth a little bit, but what message would you leave our audience with today? To those who are doing good things, please shout it from the rooftops because it will help encourage other people to do good things. And don't be concerned or as concerned as you need to be about anybody trying to bring you down. I know it's tough, but shake it off, move on, you're doing good things. Um, particularly, I wanted to make a shout out maybe to men out there as well. 
When you see something happen in an organization that you're not comfortable with, don't walk past it because it doesn't feel right. Call it out. Women who are involved in certain situations need champions at time. And don't be scared that you're going to get shut down if you talk about promoting women in accounting. You might get shut down because you're a man and it might happen, but be brave. We've got to be brave on our end, but we need champions to walk with us. That's very good. And for people where we've ignited an interest in this, where can people go for more information or find out who these top 50 women are and maybe even previous lists, Rebecca, or maybe get involved or nominate someone for 2024? Because I'm sure you're already thinking about what happens next year, aren't you? Absolutely. Um, so the website is womeninaccounting.ignitionapp.com. If you um, go there, you can sign up for any new news. Um, you can see this year's winners, last year's winners, um, all their stories and a lot more information about the Women in Accounting. Um, follow us on um, LinkedIn, Instagram, all the usual places we post regularly about this. We'll put those details in our show notes so people can pick those up. But Rebecca, that's been wonderful. Finally, what gives you most hope for the future? What are you most excited about? I'm most excited about the idea that my daughter might not go through the same journey I did and hers will be better. Amen to that. It's been wonderful speaking to you today. Rebecca Mihalic from Ignition, Head of Accounting there and Chief Judge on the Women in Accounting Top 50 Award. It's been great to have your company today. Thank you so much. listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast.